Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Karina Scott is a social media influencer and marketing consultant who advocates always being kind to people because you never know when you're going to need them. Karina, thank you very much for being my podcast guest today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Karina, you're a social media expert and the founder of Girl About Social, which I believe is about to celebrate a birthday. It is. I'm actually turning two. Uh, I turned two on the 6th of July, so I'm very, very excited. Um, and it's gone very fast. I can't believe that I'm actually saying that because it only feels like I started three minutes ago, let alone <laughs> almost two years ago. It's mad. Absolutely mad. Well, congratulations. Now, obviously, two years ago, we were in a bit of a lockdown at that time. So what was it that made you start a business at that particular time? <laughs> it was actually that reason. Um, I lost my job just before we went into lockdown. Mm. So I needed to keep going. Um, I already had the domain uh, girl about. It was something that I have wanted to do for a while, but never really had the confidence to do it. Mm. Um, and I think losing my job just meant, well, actually, you've cut, you know, the, the safety net has gone. You know, yeah. there's nothing. What's the worst that can happen now? Because I feel for a lot of people starting a business, it's the fear of, you know, that regular income coming yeah. in. I think that's the biggest fear, isn't it? So yeah. when that's kind of gone and you're like, well, I haven't got a regular income coming in now. I think it really pushed me to take to take that step. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously a lot of negative came from the lockdown. But for me, it was actually a positive moment because it allowed me to take a step back and stop and actually do something that I wanted to do. So in that sense, I am grateful for 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 that happening. Yeah. I mean, I guess at that point, there was kind of nothing to lose, really, was there? Completely. There was, that was it. What's, it. You know, almost like the saying, like, what's the worst that can happen? And you're like, well, I, you know, I, I don't get a client in comparison to what I'm doing now, which was looking for jobs. Mm. And um, marketing and creative as an industry were one of the hardest hit yeah. uh, because obviously we'd already take up, you know, a small percentage of a company's budget. But they needed that budget, obviously, to pay for for the other employees that were in the business from a sales side. So for me, I was, you know, I think I applied for within the first month or two of, of sort of losing my role over 200 jobs on wow. LinkedIn. And I think I maybe got two interviews but no one was hiring. So yeah. I was like, I have to just keep going. So yeah, it was a, it was an interesting time, but I am extremely grateful for it. And it was positive for me in the end, yeah. which was good. Yeah. So have you always been in marketing? Is, is that your background? It is. Yeah, I am um, been in marketing now for eight, nine years. Um, I've worked on a mixture of B2B and B2C pro- uh, products and B2C mm-hmm. clients. Um, so I did more from a marketing side, so that kind of offline and online with campaigns and print and looking after distribution and creating products and stuff like that, and then moved over into the social media. Um, but I think when I'm talking to small businesses, businesses understand social media more than when you just say marketing. Yes. Um, so that's kind of why I, I focused on, on that more, because that's what people were wanting and needed support with especially during um, the last two years when they were moving from being offline onto going online yeah. um, and setting up social media channels and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah it's been, a, it's, I, can't, I can't believe it as well as like eight years. Like, oh, my God, <laughs> I feel really old. <laughs> so what, what, what were your previous roles like? Um, 
they were a mixture. Um, I worked a lot in recruitment, um, so I had the joy of trying to make accountancy and finance sound sexy, which <laughs> you know it isn't isn't the easiest of things. Um, but I did um, a lot of campaign work. I did some events. I actually got to work with Alistair Campbell, which was really exciting mm. on an event back in the day. Um, I also looked after all of the uh, the products that recruiters would send out to their clients, and recruiters love pens, so I think we would. <laughs> something like 150,000 pens a month or something ridiculous they loved a pen um so I used to look after all that as well as kind of you know looking into the the social media and marketing but I think for me what I love the most about marketing is I love the behind the scenes of a Mm. product and of a brand and I love like Ikea was actually the reason why I got into this because I I took business studies um, as an A-level and one of our topics was all about Ikea and how smart Ikea are with like how they set out the store to make sure that you go around the entire store to buy things and I remember just being like I love doing things like this to get people to convince them that they need something yeah. And it's like, how many things do you honestly need in Ikea when you actually just go in for napkins and you come out like a hundred pound later? Oh, so yeah. I love that. That's what I love about it the most. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard um, to go around Ikea and not come out with anything, isn't it? Exactly. You're like, I swear I came in for some like, I don't know, some sort of lunch boxes. And you're like, well, I needed this pan and I needed these knives. So um, yeah, but I love the behind the scenes of a brand. I find it so interesting. Mm. So, so interesting. So 2020, you decided to set up your 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 new fledgling business what were the steps that you took you know particularly because you kind of couldn't go out anywhere or see anybody no the the biggest thing was networking and LinkedIn Mm. um they were my two biggest I guess they were my two biggest sales tools um when I set up I obviously you know as mentioned I really had the domain so I worked a lot with my own support network so one of my closest friends actually built my website um and I just paid her back in food I used to cook dinner for her and stuff like that um and just kind of use that network really so I went on to LinkedIn and I had a you know quite a big following and and followers and uh, connections already Um, and I would just message people asking if they needed support whether it was like for a couple of hours a week or a day a week Um, and then I started looking into you know networking online networking groups Um, and for me that was the the best way to talk to people because like you said we couldn't get out to have Mm. those conversations Um, so I I didn't join loads because obviously it can be quite overwhelming especially in lockdown it was a lot of talking wasn't it a lot of online conversations but I I just joined a few and actually that way kind of sort of spoke to more people and explained what I did and if anybody needed any help with any with anything um and I think back then it's one thing that we talk about a lot in the community especially as during lockdown I just said yes to every opportunity Mm. um and sometimes they didn't pay well but at the same time I was like well it's another thing to add as a case study and right now that's what I want to focus on and then over the years you know that that's sort of what you learn from and that sort of changes but yeah LinkedIn Instagram networking that was definitely the three biggest sales tools for me yeah and is that where your first clients came from then yes they did um they came from literally my own network so again friends and family um even my own grandma has got me one of my clients from one of her (laughs) friends that needed some help which has been amazing um I still work with her to this day actually um and yeah a lot of them came from uh, funny enough a lot of them came from people within the actual group itself not them actually going out you know normally when you're in networking they're like oh I might know somebody yes um a lot of them were people within the group saying oh my god I need help with mine um so it was really really good but yeah the majority of them came from um the actual networking groups and then from them once they got to know you they would then sort of share how you know 
my expertise with other people and that kind of then kind of spiraled from there really yeah so who are your clients what kind of businesses um do, do you support I I'm very fortunate I it's a mixture um I've worked with councils um I've worked with like Scarborough Council Richmond Council Tower Hamlets um all the way down to smaller kind of retail brands um like the likes of like Heavenly Feet and London Lane um and then I've also worked with the University of East Anglia um which has been fabulous um it, it honestly it depends and I think the biggest thing that I love because I'm not connected to just to one industry I just love to be part of a fun and exciting campaign or project Mm -hmm. and sometimes that could be something as much as in Scarborough launching an ice rink all Mm -hmm. the way down to work with influencer marketing for a footwear brand so it's just a mixture um but my biggest thing is I just love to be interested in what I'm doing um so yeah it's a great mixture of like b2b and b2c brands yeah no matter how big or small really so uh, yeah, it's a, a, good, a good mixture, definitely yeah. a good mixture. So tell me about some of the uh, specific services that you offer your clients. So we do a nice little mixture, actually. So we kind of focus a lot on the support side. So one of the biggest services that I love to offer is actually training and masterclasses, mm. because I appreciate that a lot of small businesses don't always have the budget um, for either, you know, to hire someone in internally or even to outsource the work. Um, so what I like to do um, is I host what I like to call sassy masterclasses, mm. um, which is a way for businesses to join for just an hour um, and to go through and understand what they can do for their social media first and once they kind of get through that then actually then they can be like oh okay like now maybe I might need the help um so that's one of like my biggest services that I love to offer um we also do do social media management and with that that's a matter of like looking at the content scheduling it writing the captions um and then kind of you know letting the client know about if they've got any DMs or anything else that comes through. Um, And two of my newest services that I offer is Instagram engagement boosters Mm. um, and Instagram feed styling. So again, over the last year, um, a lot of businesses are like, I don't know what I'm doing on Instagram. I know I need to post, but it doesn't look that great. The images aren't that great. I'm not a graphic designer. So what I actually do is I can offer 15 images and 15 captions for a set price. And with that then... You know, you could then go ahead and post yourself, but you kind of know what the feed looks like um, and what you're saying about it, um, as well as the engagement side. So, again, people love to talk at their audience instead of talking to mm-hmm. them. So the biggest way to engage is to actually talk to your audience, but appreciate we're all extremely busy. Um, so what we actually do is spend organically and manually, we spend 30 minutes a day on your account talking to your audience and helping you to kind of increase your engagement from there. Um, and that's two of my, my most popular services, I think, because they're the most manageable um, and you see, you know, you can see straight away the results from that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's kind of like the biggest ones, really. But no matter what it is, you know, we like to just talk to a client and go through what they want, whether they want to launch an event or they want help with a campaign or they just need a couple of weeks support on something. Um, but, you know, my, my favorite channel is Instagram. So I tend to work with a lot of businesses that want to build their presence on Instagram uh, mostly, really. Yeah. Now, obviously, you, you got your first clients very much through networking. Was networking yeah. something that you did before when you were employed? no not at all um never and to be honest with you I I don't know I just never really thought about it because I think when you're employed you're a bit like you know where your job is coming from Mm. you know like well I know what's happening next month and the only people I ever networked with are the people that were within my 
team. Um, I was part of the Content Marketing Association as a company. Uh, we were very lucky that the marketing team had a membership. So I would go to a couple of events. But to be honest with you, I never really did that much talking to other people. I would go and listen to somebody and then kind of leave. But now it's completely changed my outlook. And it's my biggest sort of tip that I always share with people is like network as much as possible because your network is your net worth yeah. like it's so important um and I especially within and I, you might be the same actually like even within what you do it's always who you know it's not what you know yes. um and a lot of jobs have come in because somebody said oh you should speak to Karina I've not applied for it or anything like that yeah. it's down to that kind of um and it's a little bit like influencer marketing to be honest with you because I think the reason why that is so popular is because you trust the advice of someone saying you should do this and I think that's the same with with networking if someone says to you you I recommend this person you're more likely to you know to to want to work with them rather than having to source that yourself organically and try and find it all um yourself so I'm a huge advocate for for networking I think it's so important so so important so how how much networking are are you doing at the moment um, I do um, quite a lot. I'm part of the same networking group as you. That's mm-hmm. obviously we talk on a talk on a Tuesday, um, and then within that, I actually um, have actually set up a separate group uh, that we call the Supper Club, um, which we're right now we're based in Northampton, where we invite people to come to an event or a workshop once a month. Um, but within that, you do an activity, so it could be you know like yoga or a manifesting class, or mm. we're doing a calligraphy course. But actually, you're still talking to other business owners and just other people within my area so it's another way to get out there and talk to people face to face without that kind of salesy or like stuffy way to do it um so within that I do a lot and I talk to a lot of people as well as you know the engaging on on Instagram as well and I just post tips and obviously with my master classes I try to connect with as many people so I do it in different ways and it always being directly online but at the same time I'm always trying to build my network up yeah. um, and meet as many new people as possible yeah so how much do you do online and, and face-to-face face-to-face what kind of proportion is that Oh, I would probably say, um, I guess at the moment, I would probably say it's almost like 50-50 because we do, I do the online side, but then also, you know, I try to kind of go for coffees as much as possible or go for lunch or brunch with people um, to kind of be like, oh, no, do you fancy going for a chat to talk about something? So I guess it's almost half. I think it almost varies with the month as well. You know, if you've got an extra busy month, you might do more online, but at the same time, if you're a bit quieter, you know, and now the sun is shining as well, it's more any excuse to get out and sit in a pub (laughs) garden somewhere with someone. So I would say, you know, it's a good good mixture, I would say, almost half and half. Yeah. So do you think that your business would be where it is now without networking? No, not at all. I think networking and having that support group of people around you is the reason why it's done so well, because a lot of the roles that I've got have come from purely just recommendations. It's not from me physically doing something to get that job in um and especially when I work with you know I I work with one person and then if I finish a contract for instance then they're like oh I've told this person about you and they're going to get in touch so I would say that the success of it is down to having that network um and I you know my my mum has always said to me that you know to be kind to people because Mm -hmm. you never know when you need that person so I always no matter who I meet I'm always trying to you know like to to be as friendly as possible because some of the jobs that I've had in have been from consultants that I worked with 
four or five years ago yeah. that have been like, oh, I saw you on LinkedIn and I'm now at a new business and they need this. Like, could you help? Yeah. And you think, God, like if you were rude to that person, yeah. you wouldn't even remember <laughs> that. Um, so that definitely helps. Definitely helps. Yeah. So you're you're two years in now. What have you learned over the last two years? <laughs> oh, um, I would say the, the things that I've learned, I think the first thing is, um, and my friend uh, Catherine said this to me years ago is every superwoman needs a day to wash out her tights <laughs> and with that it's okay to kind of take a break I think when you're a business owner and especially when you're starting it is so easy to say yes to everything yeah. and suddenly you burn yourself out because you end up working all day in the evenings at the weekends so I think it's taking that moment to be like it's actually okay to say no and it's okay to take a step back um, yeah. And I think that I really, really like, you know, I've learned that um, as well as, you know, don't let your expectations get lost in translation. So to be upfront with clients about what your scope of work is. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think sometimes money can be quite a, a bit of an awkward conversation, yeah. can't it? It's yeah. quite hard to kind of talk about that. So I'm always like very, really clear now and I've got my terms and I'm like, right, this is what I said I'm going to do. And this is what I'm going to do. If you want more then that's a separate conversation. Um, cause it's very easy to be like, well, I'll just do it. Cause I'm just going to say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd also say trusting your gut I think, again, when you're a business owner, it's really hard to, you're like, is this the right decision? Especially if you're by yourself, you've not got a business partner to rely on to, to talk to. So a lot of my business decisions are gone, you know, are, are through my gut. If it feels like a no, then I don't do it. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to step away from this job or this person or whatever it is. Um, again, your network, being your net worth is so important to talk to people, to go out more, to just socialize and just take take every opportunity to meet somebody because you never know when you're going to, you know, you're going to need them in the future or then they need you. Um, understanding that success isn't just kind of getting from A to B. There's sometimes a lot of peaks and a lot of troughs as mm-hmm. well. So it doesn't always kind of continue in that very happy flow of like every month you're going to have, you know, as, as, I don't know if you've seen it, but on social, there's always like loads of coaches talk about how you can get like a, a six figure month. And you're like, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Sometimes you have great months and sometimes you have quieter months, but yeah. that doesn't mean that you're not successful. Um, which probably leads on to the last one, which is comparison is the thief of joy. It's mm. so easy to compare yourself to others and again you know we all do jobs that someone else is doing so it's very easy to be like oh well that person's doing that and they've got more followers than me and they've got all this really cool jobs but actually focus on what you're doing um and you know I've I've told myself that a lot to be like it's fine like you're still doing it just because you're not working with whoever it doesn't matter that you're not still doing it so yeah yeah, I I think they're the biggest six yeah I think it's far more useful to compare yourself with yourself and where you were six months ago isn't it Yes. Oh, God, yeah. And also, you only see what people put on social. You oh, don't yeah. actually see what's going on behind yeah. the scenes. So actually, it's very easy to someone say, I'm having a great month. And you're like, in comparison to what we don't know. Yes. Um, so yeah, you're so right. You're so right. Just compare yourself to yourself, not the, <laughs> not to someone else. Like you have no idea who they are. Probably will never meet sometimes. Just someone random person on social. So if you were starting now, what would yeah. you do differently? What would I do differently? I think the biggest thing that I would do differently, which I know is, is, I don't know if anyone would agree with this, I think I actually wouldn't take on as many little clients. Mm. And what I mean by little is not from an SME perspective. What I mean is the ones that are like, oh, I've only got 
50 pounds this month and you just kind of said yes to them because I think with that sometimes you end up doing so many of them that you don't then remember other things that you could be doing for your own business yeah um so I think I would probably take a step back and you know be like okay I'm gonna build this up but I'm gonna build it up slowly and make sure that the people that I work with are the right types of Mm -hmm. client I think that's my biggest thing um and I would say I got a business coach a year into my business and actually if I started again I'd have one from the beginning Mm -hmm. um just so that way I'm always constantly on the right path because for me having a business coach is completely really really helped me and my confidence with with building the business as well so maybe having them from the beginning there may be things that I would have done differently or not done however I think at the same time it's all about learning isn't it and if you don't do these things you can't learn from them and you know with it's still been a successful business I'm turning to so actually a lot of the stuff hasn't been negative um I think it's just kind of I wouldn't do it now but at the same time you know I don't regret anything that I have done or any client that I've worked with because I've learned a lot about the about building a business and about myself as well so yeah yeah I don't think there's not not too much just kind of keep going and stay positive that, that's <laughs> definitely what I would do just stay positive so if people want to find out more about you and your business Karina or they'd like to work with you what's the best way for them to get in touch well my, I've got my website which is girlaboutsocial.co.uk so on there there's information about all of my services um as long as a as well as a contact form. Um, and I'm always available to chat on Instagram, which is at girlaboutsocial, but without the I in girl. So it's G-R-L about social, um, as well as finding me on LinkedIn. And I'm Karina Scott on LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, kind of just connect, like, share, talk, engage. Um, I'm always free for a chat. Lovely. Well, thank you very much. And congratulations on your second anniversary and best of luck for the next several years. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.